Today is Friday, September 23rd. The title for our devotional is Entrust Yourself to God. In his first epistle, we see dramatic growth in the life of Peter, one of Jesus' closest disciples. Earlier this week, we saw Peter cutting off the ear of a guy who came to arrest Jesus. Now he's going to write something like this. It's wild, dramatic growth. That was a little aggressive in the face of persecution and threats. I think we can all agree. Here in his letter, his approach has changed completely. He's writing to Christians who were being persecuted in Asia Minor after being forced to leave Jerusalem, and he tells them to model the life of Jesus. In this section, Peter is writing to a group of Christian slaves. This text brings up a lot of questions that are difficult to answer, like why didn't he explicitly condemn slavery as a whole? So before we read this, allow me to give a couple of details that don't fully answer the question, but help us to understand the context a little bit better. First, slavery in the culture was much different than what we think of today. It wasn't racially based in most instances. People would often enslave themselves even for a time to pay back a debt that they couldn't otherwise pay. They would be released after their debt was paid. Their economy was completely different than ours was today. Secondly, the gospel message undermined the whole system of slavery. The message of equality before God of all people undercut the system completely. The book of Philemon is a good example of how that played out in practicality. In the culture of the first century, it was unheard of for people to write uh, like Paul did, like Jew, Greek, slave, or free, all are in Christ. Uh, that, That was completely unheard of. Three, the Christian movement had no social or political power to speak of. The church at this point was such a small movement. This goes back to number two, even. Um... Since they didn't have any social power, it was never even an option to undo the system from the top down. The Greco-Roman world held strictly to their household codes. If Christians were to challenge them, it would have certainly been met with greater persecution. Instead, the Christian movement worked from the bottom up by changing the lives of individuals and small communities one at a time until eventually it filtered into the entire Roman world. With those things in mind, let's read... Uh, 1 Peter 2, 18 to 25. And then a few verses, and later we'll read a few verses in chapter 4. Peter says, Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of injustice, of unjust suffering, because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. In verse 21, Peter points to Jesus' example as support for being willing to suffer even under unjust circumstances. His readers are to follow in his steps. And Jesus, he didn't retaliate. He didn't threaten or curse back. So, disciples who are following in the way of Jesus should be willing to bear under suffering and maintaining their virtue, even in the face of injustice. 
because that's what Jesus did. At the heart of Jesus' response, Peter tells us, is that he entrusted himself to the Father who judges justly. Again, our desire to win at all costs is rooted in a perspective that is too narrow and too short. God is the ultimate cosmic judge, and he will judge all things at the end. So even in this context, even harsh slave masters aren't getting away with anything. Sacrificing eternal reward is not worth it for a temporal win. As those who have entrusted ourselves to God, we know that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That, of course, is from 2 Corinthians 4, 17-18. In the end, God will win. Even if we lose now by experiencing injustice from others, it is not an excuse to retaliate with injustice and evil of our own. A positive example of this is from the civil rights movement and the nonviolent protests under Martin Luther King Jr. They were committed to love, even the white supremacists. They even practiced the art of nonviolence in the face of violent retaliations. And when I think about it, it looks a lot like Jesus and what Peter writes here. Peter then summarizes his teaching at the end of chapter 4. 1 Peter 4.19, So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. The Christians of the diaspora were losing the culture wars big time. They were being put in prison, socially and economically ostracized, and even killed. Peter's message to them wasn't fight fire with fire. Instead, it was to continue doing good, even if it meant suffering. They were to entrust themselves to God just as Jesus had done. In doing so, they gain a bigger perspective of God's cosmic victory yet to come. They were reminded not to trade their eternal reward for a temporal win. So today I'd invite you to just pray a prayer, entrusting yourself to God. Tell God that even when you don't understand His way, that you are going to be obedient, you are not going to trade an eternal reward for a temporal win. You're going to continue to do good to all people, even when everything in you is crying out to do otherwise, because this is the way of Jesus. Jesus.